Welcome to another episode of the Buckets Mentality Podcast. Today we have a lot to talk about. We're going to be talking about the conference finals, Western Conference Finals, and Eastern Conference Finals. We're going to start with the West because we got three games done in the Western Conference. We'll move to the Eastern Conference later. But we got to talk about the Golden State Warriors because their dynasty, they are proving that it never ended. And we knew this. A lot of people knew this. That we knew they weren't healthy. We knew there were some things that happened the past two years. But they're really proving that this dynasty is here to stay. They have a young core that can continue this dynasty into the future. But the main guys, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, are all whole. They're all contributing and all being big-time pieces of a team that's one game away from going to the NBA Finals and very likely going to win the NBA Championship this season. So we're going to get into it. The Golden State Warriors have not lost a Western Conference playoff series since 2014. Just think about that for a second. Ridiculous stuff. Going to the NBA Finals now about to be six times within an eight-year span. And when we look at this span, starting with 2015, they won the NBA Championship. 2016, we know 73-9 and set the record for most wins in a season. They had a 3-1 lead in the NBA Finals. Blew that one in the NBA Finals. But come back in 2017, they add Kevin Durant. They win the championship. They win the championship in 2018 again. And in 2019, you had the injury to Klay Thompson in the NBA Finals. You had the injury to Kevin Durant. He came back for game five and then got injured within like 10 minutes. And they lost to the Toronto Raptors that year. And then they come back in 2020 and you have no Klay Thompson with that significant injury. He's out for the entire season. And then Steph Curry only played five games. In the 2020 season so obviously that's going to be a lottery team you're without your backcourt arguably the two best players of the the dynasty for a lot of it you know obviously excluding the kd years but you had steph and clay out of the lineup so you got a bunch of spare parts trying to salvage together a team and it didn't really work out so well you saw draymond's overall impact take a big time hit and he really just wasn't interested, if we're being honest, given what he was out there with. And then 2021, you saw Draymond playing at a much higher level. You saw Steph Curry win the scoring title. You saw him finish top three in the MVP race. But again, no Klay Thompson. And that supporting cast around Steph Curry and Draymond Green wasn't quite up to par. And they ended up losing in the play-in tournament. Despite great games from Steph and Curry, they just could not get it done. They just weren't good enough to be a playoff team, you know? So then they come back in 2022, bare minimum, they're going to make the NBA Finals. And now this is the first time since 2019 when Klay Thompson got injured versus the Raptors where you have the healthy core. You have Steph Curry, you have Klay Thompson, you have Draymond Green. And now they're in the NBA Finals. So that, that gives you a little bit of context into what they've been going through throughout this time. But that's a lot of winning. That's a lot of success. And no team in the NBA within this span can say that they've had anywhere near the level of success that the Golden State Warriors have had. And the argument's been made in the past that as good as KD is and that the Warriors obviously like wanted to have him on the team, as good as KD is, they didn't need a player of his caliber to win those championships. And we're seeing right now a combination of Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins filling that role extremely well. Wiggins this season was a first-time All-Star in this system next to Steph. He had career highs in field goal percentage and three-point percentage 
while also playing the best defense of his career in the Bay. He's averaging 21 points per game and seven boards on 47% shooting from the field, 39% from three in the Western Conference Finals, while being tasked with being the primary defender on Luka Doncic. So on both ends of the floor, he's taken that challenge and he's being a big-time impact piece. He's having career numbers on the offensive end of the floor. And then you look at Jordan Poole. On most nights, he's been the number two scoring option for the Golden State Warriors, a crafty shot creator and lethal distance shooter. He's averaging about 19 points per game on basically 40% from three, 90% from the line, and 50% from the field. So 50-40-90 splits for Jordan Poole. Extremely impressive. When you combine the production of Wiggins and a Jordan Poole to add on to the big three that they have, Steph, Clay, and Draymond, that's extremely lethal. And that's proven that you can win and go very, very far with that instead of having like a Kevin Durant type of superstar talent. Not taking anything away from KD, he's phenomenal, but really, really nice core if you have a Wiggins and a pool along with the guys that they've already had. And Clay and Draymond have been very good in these playoffs too, but let's not act like they've been playing anywhere near their best. Also mentioned in the past that Steph Curry is having a down year. You know, he's having the worst individual season of his career since 2014. But outside of that, in this Western Conference Finals series, he is on pace to win the Western Conference Finals MVP. He's having an incredible series and much credit to him. So we were wondering, like, what version of Steph Curry you're going to get. And the dude's averaging, like, 30 points a game. He's doing it on pretty good efficiency, at least from the field. So you got to give him tremendous props for that. And finally going to get a a finals MVP, so to speak. Not the NBA finals yet. Hopefully he can get that one in the next round. But he's going to get the conference finals MVP, which is still pretty significant. Bottom line is the Warriors dynasty is about to make six trips in eight seasons to the NBA Finals. Katie was a huge part of that dynasty and helped him win multiple championships, but it started before him, and it's going to keep going after he left, as we're seeing right now. It's still it's still making its way <laughs> for more and more success. They're missing the number two overall pick, and James Wiseman, who knows how big of an impact piece he's going to be moving forward. They still got Jordan Poole, who's young. Andrew Wiggins is pretty young. We'll see what they do with him. His contract, you've got Klay Thompson and Draymond getting up there as well as Steph Curry, but at least they can win the championship this year, and then they'll still probably be a contender next year as well. So really interesting stuff for Golden State. It's really time to give Steph Curry his flowers, though. That's the biggest thing I want to say. Time to give him his flowers as a centerpiece of the greatest dynasty of the modern era, the undisputed second-best player of this generation, also the best point guard and offensive weapon I've ever witnessed, and then top that all off with being the greatest shooter of all time, which seems like the only title everyone wants to mention. But those other things that I mentioned are extremely important and arguably greater attributes to Stephen Curry's game that make him more than just a shooter, you know? Greatest shooter ever changed the game, but those other things on top of that really display Stephen Curry's greatness and what he's meant to the game of basketball. So salute to him. Salute to the Golden State Warriors. They're about to go on to the NBA Finals. Talk a little bit about it from the Mavs perspective. I know there's going to be some very questionable takes surrounding the Dallas Mavericks and Luka Doncic more specifically about could he do more or whatever the case may be. 
Luka Doncic is averaging 34 points, eight rebounds, and five assists in this series. And I've seen takes start to resurface about him being a James Harden-like player, playing no defense, putting up empty stats. I want y'all to not fall for this trap. And for once, appreciate the greatness that you're witnessing. A 23-year-old is legitimately one of the greatest playoff performers of all time. He's played against Steph, Kawhi, Booker, CP3, Paul George, Donovan Mitchell, and has been arguably the best player on the floor in every single series. You can also say that in just about every single series he's been in, he's been on the less talented team, and all those players on the other side have had an all-star caliber co-star, while Luka, with all due respect, is playing with Jalen Brunson. You've got to factor those things into the equation. And with that context added, Luka Doncic is doing some ridiculous things. The James Harden takes regarding a heliocentric style of play, they have some truth to him, but he's already proven to be a much better playoff performer at a younger age. Dallas has already reached the conference finals, which was the peak of a James Harden-led team, although admittedly a bit disingenuous because Houston did push a Golden State super team to the brink in Game 7. But Doncic is only 23 years old with three playoff seasons under his belt. And he's never had a player anywhere near 2018 Chris Paul. That guy was a superstar. That guy was a huge impact piece. And they were up 3-2 to two on Golden State with Chris Paul healthy. Obviously a huge impact in that series and in that season. The defense takes are stunning to me, but... People always want more. You see an offensive weapon generating all that offense with the ball in his hands constantly, but you knock him for not being a big-time impact defender. Like, I get it, but at the same time, we're not making these guys in a lab or something. Every basketball player is going to have some areas that they're weaker in. We can't expect everyone to be LeBron or Michael Jordan. It's just not realistic. And even though Luka's very much on a similar all-time great path, He's got those lofty expectations. It does seem like a stretch to say we need him to be LeBron and Michael Jordan. Like, let's let's chill out. The other series, let's talk about Celtics versus Miami Heat. Now, this series, I came back from graduation to watch this game three on recording. And I felt like I was watching the WWE. Bodies were hitting the floor, big time comebacks both with the score and the injuries, it was some absolute madness out there. And the Celtics have been in control for most of the series, yet the Heat somehow have a 2-1 to series lead, and they were able to hold off the season, the second half of Game 3 without their best player and Jimmy Butler. Very strange but interesting series where defense has definitely ruled the day. I still like the Celtics as the better team, but this version of Jimmy Butler, this is a guy that can put Miami back in the NBA Finals. I need more consistency out of Bam Adebayo offensively. I want to see him keep that same energy from game three with Robert Williams in the middle. And then from the Boston side, I want to see if the Jays can actually have a good game on the same page, like at the same time. The Celtics had 23 turnovers last game. Ridiculous. Way too many. And Miami got 15, or excuse me, 19 steals. While despite Boston controlling a bunch of different aspects of the game, you have a turnover differential like that where Miami's generating all those steals and the Celtics had like two steals all game. 
that will lose you a playoff game. That would lose you any type of game for sure, especially if your best player is a no-show. So Celtics definitely got to cut on, on the turnovers. And we'll see what happens in game four. Very interested to see how the Celtics respond. They have not lost two games in a row all playoffs long. I do believe the Celtics will win. And I got the Celtics winning this series, but we'll see what happens. That's going to do it for the Eastern Conference. So there's a little bit more up in the air for the East. I can't definitively say who I have uh, or who will make the finals out of the East. I'm still going with my pick before the series with Boston, but we'll see what happens, especially if Miami wins this game tonight. It's going to be a tough scene for the Seas. That's going to do it. Appreciate you all for tuning in. I'm out until next time. Peace.